millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash I don't work here lady video. Karen's complaining about things that doesn't work around here. But what does work around here are people who hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Rescue Hero Omega Medic. I'm a dog sitter, not an adult sitter. So I've been working as a dog sitter for this married couple for a few years now. So we have a schedule. I have autism and ADHD. I cannot handle any human interaction unless the couple have properly introduced me to them and I feel comfortable with them, which is a bad thing since the couple runs an Airbnb. The characters are Scarlett, the wife and dog owner I know, Duke, the husband and dog owner, I often call him dad, Ayla, one of the people in the Airbnb, Vera, one of Scarlett's roommates, Omega, me, the awkward 20-year-old female dog sitter, and dogs Missy, she's a pit bull, sweetheart, and a shy girl, she's Scarlett's dog, Sierra, I'm not sure what breed she is, she's Scarlett's dog too, I think, Blue, Ayla's dog, not sure what breed he is, Kira, Husky, she's Scarlett's grand puppy. So Scarlett called me to watch her dogs today. So I complied. Well, Scarlett told me the stuff I needed to know with the dogs, which I'm not going to repeat here. Within the first 30 minutes of me watching the pups, Ayla comes out of the room and asks me, Can I have some chips? I say, uh, I'm not sure. I'll ask Scarlett. She understandably waits while I call Scarlett. I put my phone on speaker so Ayla can hear her. Scarlett says, Hey OP, what's up? I say, hey, Ayla wanted chips. Ayla says, can I have some chips? Scarlet says, uh, yeah, sure, I don't mind. I awkward chuckled and said thanks. So after that, I felt awkward. I went to play with the dogs when I had to run home. I live the next block away from Scarlet and Duke to change my cat's toilets. When I returned, I'd relaxed with the puppers when Ayla came up calling for Vera. I said, Vera isn't here right now. Ayla says, I see. I need help with the washer. I say, washer? I got up from my dog pile and went to check out this washer. Confused on the situation, I called Scarlett again. It turns out Ayla had tried to turn on a washer that was not plugged in and already put those cleaner things in the washer. So Ayla cleaned the washer. It was one of those washers that have those cleaner drawers. While Ayla was cleaning the washer, Scarlett called me. This is where the I don't work your lady part shines out. Scarlett said, hey OP, I know you're nervous and I want you to remember you're not our house sitter. You handle the dogs. If Ayla needs anything, she can call us. Just tell her you're the dog sitter. Okay, so basically, I don't work here as an adult sitter. So I wasn't even done writing this post when I came across a problem. When feeding the dogs, I had to grab Missy's food bowl from Scarlett's room when I noticed Ayla's door open and Blue was staring at me. I quickly grabbed Missy's food bowl and walked into the kitchen when I saw Blue staring at me with a growl that made him look like a dog from the Isle of the Dogs. Scared, I climbed up onto the stair railing like a scared little girl. I wasn't sure if Blue was going to charge at me. I called my number one support, my mom, telling her what happened. So eventually Blue wandered off, and I'm safe and still have everything I need. Except confidence. Yeesh, I'll update if anything happens. I feel bad for OP because you can tell OP such a helpful soul. 
that when this person comes up to them, despite them being there for specifically dog sitting, they're willing to try and help out solving the washer issue, the chips thing, all the stuff they had no reason even being involved in. If you were doing some dog sitting and somebody that lived there was asking for your help with stuff, would you try and help them out or would you say, hey listen, I'm just the dog sitter? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Defunct Mouse. Doctor, I'll get you fired. Here's the problem, Karen. I don't exist yet. As the many wondrous expeditions of your everyday med student dictate, I had to travel to many hospitals to rotate and sometimes just to take classes. We would get a name tag with our position and some more data so security would let us in. This would take a few days, so security was understanding. Karen, however, was not. So in one of those hospitals, in one of the early days, no tag yet, I walk in, and my only function is to point my nose in the direction of the hospital's theater and follow its lead there to attend a class. One day, I'm making my way there with two of my mates in an open area of the hospital with a few other pedestrians when a couple stops us to ask for directions to Dr. Name's office. We replied, oh, sorry, we're new here and don't yet know where most things are located. This must have made Karen see in red flag filters because she began scanning us up and down, eyes squinting in full suspicion mode and everything appeared metallic crimson with a smell of cherries to her. Karen suddenly seemed mortified. Honey, they have no IDs on their lab coats. Then she snapped back into judgy Karen mode. Are you trespassing? What's the deal with all of you? Are you pretending you belong here? One of my mates answers, As my colleague said, we're new and do not yet have IDs. Now if you'll excuse us, we all get the cue and begin walking away. Karen's worst fear, being ignored, begins to cause her blood to boil inside her. So she starts demanding we stop and give her our names. So she starts demanding we stop and give her our names. I reply, names? Oh, I'm sorry. You saw, no name tags. We haven't earned that right yet. Wonderful meeting you. Her screeching intensifies, and since we're in an open area with a few pedestrians, I lose my shame and put my deep voice to good use, so I begin singing, start spreading the news. Screeching intensifies, I'm leaving today. Karen's in-head hamster regains its footing within its wheel, and squeaky spinning resumes, As she realizes why I'm singing that, screeching intensifies. We're all a great big part of it. Big smile. I look back at her and jerk back forward rhythmically with every New York. Small pause for suspense. New York. Karen feels like she's losing the audience, so she starts to look around for security. She spots a badge far into the distance and runs. No, brisk waddles towards it. Hospital security must have had a good laugh, as they know they check everyone, and they never went after us. I only wish I could have seen that exchange. Doctors? In a hospital? What a crime! What a risk within our walls! Hang on tight, Karen, we'll rescue us! I mean, honestly, sometimes you just feel like what's going on inside these Karen's brains are that monkey with the symbols in their hands, just constantly going clang, 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 clang. They just got this one-track Karen mind going on. Our next story is by Jace the Trans King. Unknown number accused me of being a thief. So here's the story. It's 3.08 in the morning. I get a call from an unknown number. I answer and the person started screaming at me. I automatically hang up on them because being 17 and suddenly being screamed at over the phone really does something to you. Not even six minutes later, I get these texts. Unknown number says, hello, why did you hang up? 
I say, um, who is this? Why are you calling me at such a late hour? The unknown number replies, this is the boss of the store you work at. I reply, dude, I'm only 17. I don't have a job yet. Please stop harassing me. I didn't get a response after that. So 602 rolls around and I'm still in bed trying to rest from being woken up so early. I get 21 missed calls from the same number threatening me, saying that they're going to tell corporate that I'm stealing money and food out of the store and that they'll have me fired. They then threaten to call the police and have me arrested for stealing over $300 from the cash register. I do not work yet. I text the number and the following conversation happens. I say, will you please stop texting and calling me? I don't work for your company. I do not work at all. I'm 17 and I'm still trying to finish high school. The unknown number says, don't lie to me. I know you work for us or else I wouldn't have this number. I say, maybe the employee you hired gave you a false number. This is a private number. They reply, don't lie to me, Jim. I say, my name is not Jim. I don't work for you. Leave me alone before I report you to the police for harassment. They proceeded to call me 10 more times before giving up. I went online and filed a report on the number. Turns out that the number wasn't even real. It was coming from an app that could be easily erased. Now what kind of sicko does this crap? I would show the screenshots, but I deleted the messages because I was sick of looking at them. This is definitely a lesson to the wise to exercise the block number function. Whether this person wants to call you to the crack of dawn and back, just hit that block number button. Don't worry about it. If you don't know the person, they don't know you, and you have no business dealing with them, block it and forget it and move on and get some beauty sleep. Our next story is by Minimon012. I know you don't work here. So this is sort of an inverse story for the sub, so apologies if this isn't the right place. I felt like this sub would appreciate the story the most. So I walk into a game store looking for the very popular game Risk to play later that weekend. I quickly find the board game section and look up in the shelves. And up and up, the store indeed has the game, just not within the reach of 5'2 me. I scan the store for an employee, but the near empty store is clearly very understaffed. I see one employee helping a customer at checkout and another having an in-depth conversation with another customer. I just want to pay for my game and go home. If I could have somehow discreetly climbed the shelves like I shamelessly do at the grocery store, I would have. Time for plan B. Politely ask a stranger and hope they take pity on me. Just a few feet away, I see a wonderfully tall person, easily six feet tall, shopping with what looks like his girlfriend. I quickly walk over, put on my most apologetic face and say, I'm so sorry, but could you help me for a second? He turns to me puzzled. I gesture at the shelf behind me. If you could grab that game for me, I would super appreciate it. Again, so sorry to bother you. His eyebrows furrow deeper in confusion and a touch of irritation. I don't work here, he tells me firmly but not unkindly. Before I can answer, his girlfriend nudges him and says, Babe, she knows you don't work here. She's asking because you're tall. Our eyes meet and in that moment mine said, Thank you, fellow short person. And hers responded, I got you and I know your pain, comrade. Tall boyfriend sheepishly and very easily grabs the game I requested. I thank the couple, share a last commiserating grin with the girlfriend, and head to check out. For everybody that's just a little too short to reach the top shelf, sometimes it seems like they put specifically the item you're looking for on the very tippy top shelf. I've been to Mallwart before looking for like a comforter blanket 
and the nicest looking one and the best size was all the way up on the top shelf that was easily like 9 feet high. Honestly, for me, it's like pulling teeth going up to an employee and saying, Hey, could you get your ladder and get this comforter down for me? And just having to stand around and wait while the lady wheels over one of those literal stairs on wheels. This next story is by Barry Rangu. Lady demands a sandwich. This didn't happen to me, but I was there to witness it. I'm not a social person, and I've always been a night owl, so it's not unusual for me to go grocery shopping at midnight. Though not often to overpriced stores, this was one of those exceptions. Anyway, I went to my nearest 7-Eleven, saw nobody in the store, figured the employee was doing something in the back, so casually browsed their selections for what I needed. It was about this time that another character entered the store, let's call her Karen, since I don't think she said her name who simply rushed to the counter and impatiently waited, not that I cared, thinking she was just trying to get some gas and leave. Boy, was I wrong. It only took her a minute, if that, to start shouting for an employee to serve her, and reluctantly, he did eventually come out of the back to face her, where he barely had the chance to greet her before she started saying how useless he was, and how she had to come all the way over here, and how she better be compensated. Having finally finished her rant, he actually got the chance to ask her what she needed help with, and here is where she went full crazy. She demanded that he gets off his lazy butt and opens the subway next door to make her a sandwich, even going as far as to demand it for free because she had to track him down. It was clear neither of us knew what she was talking about. He clearly didn't work for Subway and tried to tell her such, but she just couldn't believe it going on and on about how it's unacceptable, how she just wanted a sandwich, how he's being racist against her, and finally the coup de grace, she demanded to speak to his manager. In response, he rather calmly said that he's the only employee in the store, a fact that she refused to believe, eventually demanding his manager's phone number, and when he refused that, she said that if he doesn't, she's going to call corporate and get them all fired. He said good, which seemed to shock her a bit, but she still huffed, pulled out her phone, and stormed out of the store. And by the time I left, she was still screaming into her phone in front of the subway. Honestly, this kind of reminds me of a few different stories I've read here before. Stories where people call up one store and ask them if they could go to the store next door and see if they're busy or open or if they have certain things there at the to see if they're busy or if they're open or if they're serving specific things. It's like, what reality are you living in? People who work graveyard shift aren't like universal workers that can just up and walk into a different establishment and just start working there too. She must have been on something to be wanting that subway that badly. And our final story of the day is by Squeaky Puster Dump. Dude, you have crap all over your face. This happened to me a handful of years ago, and the whole interaction lasted about two minutes before I realized I put my foot in my mouth. I was working a contracted IT job at a Catholic school board, but not directly for them. I myself am not religious and don't really know a lot about Catholic practices. I was hanging out in the server room working hard, playing video games, and got a knock as we occasionally did. Teachers didn't like to utilize the ticketing system, so it wasn't uncommon for them to drop in unannounced. It happened to be a teacher I had good rapport with, so I opened up the door for him to come in and chat. He had what looked like dirt all over his forehead which was very distracting i had a hard time speaking with him so i let him know dude you have crap all over your forehead he says yeah it's ash wednesday i say huh he points out the door 
every single person is walking around with smudges on their forehead. Anyways, I felt a little silly since this was the first time I'd heard or seen anything like this. Upon reflection on my drive home, I became convinced they were the silly ones. What is this, like some kind of Lion King rub some ash over your forehead kind of thing? Like, I don't... Does anybody know if Ash Wednesday is a a thing? Am I just uncultured? I mean, I know I am, but it's a rhetorical question, but is this a thing? With that said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.